Guys, it's your friendly neighborhood, Hardened Earl Hosers. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Alex. Alex, how are you? Uh, not too bad. How are you doing? Good. We have a guest today. Our, one, of the, one of the local legends, I would say, of Terrace, BC. Absolutely. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, we've got Dave Anderson here with us today. And uh, we just finished a ride, so we got three sweaty dudes around a table. Yeah, it's... it's pretty fresh here here. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's illegal in some countries i'm sure of it <laughs> yeah no we had a good ride though we were uh dave tested out his uh his new to him 300 on the hard enduro stuff yeah so that was awesome boys 2018 300 xcw six days really. yeah so it's fairly similar to my bike but you've got a few mods actually yeah we got done to that thing it was running great today it seemed to be working well yeah, it ran good. Um, obviously, I, I ditched the McCuny carb first thing. Um, well, I shouldn't say obviously, but I had a, uh, had yeah. a, a, lot, yeah. of, a lot of hate from the McCuny. The, <laughs> yeah, the, there's the a, lot of, a lot of hate. <laughs> had access to uh, actually a couple of Kians, um, a 38 mil I had bought from my 250SX some years ago. But my brother had another 36 mil Kian, the same one as on my 200, 200 XC. Threw that on, uh, a little bit of jetting, a Suzuki needle I like. Yeah, and then uh, a pilot so, in the main, same pilot main. Kyle's running in his. Yeah. So what what tipped you uh, to the thirty six when you had the thirty eight? Just the 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 talk of the low bottom end, or because that was that's kind of the standard thirty six on everything else. Yeah, I just wanted to try it. I thought I think the thirty six probably suits the three hundred. Yeah. Um, the thirty eight mils work awesome on the moto bikes on my two fifty SX, and I think they work fine on a three hundred. But three hundreds are such a low grunt a torque engine yeah. right that i think the smaller carb is why not they're they're not a rev you don't scream a 300 yeah right like you would a yeah smaller. for sure short shift it more yeah keep so, it in the bottom so i think the 36 mil works well and yeah. the, the keyins are are proven tried and true to awesome carbs so and you got a head on there yeah just just second ride on a 300 sx head um tiny bit more compression and it it's noticeable difference nothing huge but i like it yeah, a little, little crisper, snapper in the bottom, revs out a bit more. How, uh, more how I'm noticing feeling? just right off the bottom, just a little more response, yeah. uh, a little more grunt right and off. For the stall, some people say, you know, you bring up the compression, it gets a little bit stallier. You notice anything there? Not really? I don't think so. No, seems, I think yeah. it maybe is good or better, but... Yeah. Perfect. Right yeah, on. I've read that there's yeah, a lot left to be desired for the, the compression and whatnot, yeah. especially in all the forums. Yeah. yeah. And actually, why don't you tell us about all your other bikes? Yeah. Let's tell us, tell, actually, let, well, tell well, us your first bike. Yeah. Why don't we start with your riding history? Take it back. Where, where'd you start? Yeah. So my moto dirt bike roots run kind of deep. Um, my dad had bikes when he was a kid and street bikes and enduros back in the 70s. My dad's 66 years old. And um, so it's, it was kind of in our family. And then my dad owned a, a Polaris dealership when I was a kid from the time I was a about 8 to 14, I think, in Dawson Creek, BC, where we moved to Terrace from years ago when I was 16. But um, so quads and sleds, grew up with all that stuff, but I always liked dirt bikes better. And and uh, one day my dad brought home an XR75 from me and my brother. I would have been about 8 to 10 years old, somewhere in there. Yeah, and yeah. that's kind of what started it all. Oh, good. And so what was, what was your first kind of like the bike you bought or what was the, the first introduction to your bike so yeah my first kind of real off-road bike was i was i think 24 years old um 2005 i bought a 300 mxc which is uh, xc now they that's back when they were exc's and mxc's and yeah. 
and I've I've bled orange ever since. I've been hooked ever <laughs> since. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, my brother kind of talked me into it. I was thinking about buying a moto, a CR250, or my buddy in Dawson Creek had bought a YZ125. He was way too big for her, but he loved it. And before that, we had I had an XR200 for a bit when I was in high school that had no third gear. You have to shift from second to four. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> a big jump. Like it was just like a neutral, like the teeth are gone or I think so. Yeah. I just yeah. wouldn't go into third or you grind. Just, and you just had to pull. double click into fourth. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, wow. I had to rev it out in second, grab two gears into fourth and then mm, and oh, no power. Oh. And, uh, that's where your clutch skills came from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the old cable clutch too. Hey, yeah. So, oh, gotta be. so no, the 300. Yeah. Bought when I was working with my dad building houses at the time and, and just loved it. And, uh, my, younger cousin had a kx100 and was actually a really good trail rider on it and then some some of his older buddies had two-stroke enduros and a few two-stroke motocross bikes and that's kind of where it all started my brother bought a 300 xcw a couple months later and uh, we started riding together and started getting on the internet and getting into single track and all oh, this and hair scramble racing and that kind of stuff yeah kind of caught our attention well, that'd be really cool and and just kind of went from there. And I did my first hair scramble, me and my brother, as total beginners, basically, to that type of stuff in the Hudson Hope Bush Bash, it's called. Yeah. And they still have it every year. I'm buddies with some of the guys that put it on. And and I'm, I'd love to get back and do it in, again. But um, Yeah, it's always going on this year. So shout out to them that they're, they're pulling together and running it. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool club in Fort St. John called the Northern Dirt Riders. And um, they have actually a really good little scene there for off-road. And I saw him dying to get back. But yeah, that's kind of what started it all. And then I moved to Terrace within a year or two, or back to Terrace from Fort St. John, Dawes Creek area, where I bought that KTM. And then my brother was here. And uh, yeah, and then we started kind of building a few, trying to build a few little single track trails around Terrace. There wasn't really much at all. And yeah, there was, you want to give us the lay of the land of the, the Terrace. So yeah, there there was an old moto track that there was kind of some moto dudes and we kind of knew of them a bit. We were just trail riders, me and my brother. Yeah. And um and some of the moto dudes, they would ride kind of pit ride and a bit of trails here and there and and so we started puttering away and building a little bit of single track that we could and over the years it kind of some more guys got into it and it, it kind of started taking off a little bit and then they built a new motocross track in 2010 and me and my brother both kind of got sidetracked with that for a while and did a bit of moto racing yeah, yeah. and which was did you go really purchase a motorbike by then so my first race i did on my 300 mxc in the beginner class and did pretty well second place and um and then i ended up buying a motorbike either the next year or a couple years later yeah and then i've had a few like full-on sx yeah, yeah. I actually i raced so then my next bike actually was my 200 xc i still have and i love that bike i'll never sell it yeah, you've been uh, buying all these new too, right? <laughs> yeah, um, the 300 is actually my first used one I've bought, I want to say, of the seven KTMs I've owned. <laughs> That's so <laughs> many. And so I had a couple 150 SXs were a lot of fun. I had a 250 SXF, which I thought was cool for a bit, but I'm just not a four-stroke guy. I'm two-stroke for life. Traded it in for some more two-strokes? Yeah, I went back to a 150 after that. And then I finally got a 250SX I still have that I ride some track on. Yeah. 2017, and right? 17, first year counterbalanced engine, new chassis, yeah. awesome bike, basically still the same. That fairly, fairly easy transition to your latest 18 XCW then. Exactly. So the chassis is very similar. The 300 is a PDS 
rear suspension, right? Yeah, absolutely. And the SX is a is a linkage, but uh, very similar. Awesome feeling chassis. I, I love them. And, the, uh, I want to dive into the 200 a little because they're pretty unique, niche bikes, and uh, that's where you're scooting around a lot uh, when we met you riding off road. Uh, what do you got done to that? How's that set up? So it's that, gone a few directions, hasn't it? <laughs> it has. That <laughs> was my Swiss Army knife. <laughs> exactly. That was my motorbike for a couple of years, or my moto and trail bike. But so I kind of turned it into a 200 SX um, that they made for a couple of years in 03 and 04. It was a really cool bike. And I got the power valve timer, pipe, ignition, some things from that. And it really woke it up. Basically like a 200 SX engine in there. Yeah. And then with the the wide ratio, I guess, still. So no, or yeah, it's it's the XC. Oh, okay. So the XC is still close ratio. So very similar transmission. So I think the transmission is either very similar, maybe the same between the SX and the XC. Huh. on the 200 yeah got some work done to your so, key and carb on there so actually yeah i had the i had the 36 mil carb oval board <laughs> so it's closer to a 38 and yeah. then i had the head cut and reshaped for more mid and more mid and top but i think it helped the bottom honestly a little bit too yeah. and then for a little bit i was running a 39 mil key in that came stock on the 200 sx oh wow and it would really scream uh revved out awesome almost revved like a 125 yeah and with the special, with the factory 200 SX pipe yeah. is a totally different pipe shaped like a 125 pipe. And they really scream in the, in the mid, upper mid and top. So you're going to how'd that go in the bush? So I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was awesome in the bush too, <laughs> yeah. until I started riding some more technical, started coming yeah. to Smithers here a little bit. And for we the started, terrace riding, it was pretty good. It was, it was yeah, light and nimble. Still worked well for our terrace. Aggressive track. power, but off-road suspension. Yeah. 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 Like the mountain bike kind of the, the BMX almost of the, the woods. Exactly. The, yeah, the 200, it's it, it's light. It feels super light, super nimble. Yeah, it feels not, like a 125. Yeah, not a lot of rotating mass in there that you're trying to... No, exactly. And I know I was harassing you a whole bunch. You needed to get rid of that SX garbage when you're if you were going to come ride <laughs> Smithers because yeah. it just wasn't going to make her. So, yeah, so I did. I put my the stock power valve timer back in, and I got a gnarly pipe that's the stock like a hey. 200 xcw style pipe and that made a big difference and toned it down and definitely a lot better for the, <laughs> yeah. the more technical enduro stuff yeah yeah no so, that's good yeah that's a lot of fun, fun though so, uh, ridden a lot of bikes and a lot of experience on different stuff and with mods what are, what's the your list of must-haves at this point if you're being a hard enduro podcast if you're gonna ride the the tough enduros and then Duro Cross type terrain. What are your must-have mods? What do you look for in a bike? I'd say now, um, I, th- I think one of the biggest things nowadays is is the tires. Honestly, the, honestly, the gummy tires. And you guys, so what are you what are you running for tires? For the most part, I've got me into the mooses too, so I, I won't even touch a tube anymore. I love the mooses, the feel <laughs> of them, the, the dark side, the simplicity, the the never never worry about a flat. Yeah, it's a fail safe. Um, so tires, I've tried a bunch of different of the gummies. I started with the Shinkos. They're great. The 525. I never tried the 505 cause I just, I like the more open pattern look of the 525. Yeah, I tried it. It wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that, that's the same consensus we've come to is you need like a, a certain amount of void in there to, to let material out. Yeah. I, I think the open pattern is, is a better way to go. And the, the open sure. pattern almost, uh, has like more of a biting effect when, when you hit a corner or something where the the carcass is compressed, I guess, or pushed in. For sure, yeah. 
And then I tried uh, the Kenda Ibex. Is a really it's an awesome tire. Super soft carcass, super soft lugs, um, with a soft moose or low pressure heavy duty tube. I ran it for a little bit. Uh, works really well. They don't last terribly long because they're so soft. But I like that tire. Yeah, and our buddy Andrew really he swears by the Kenda Ibex. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, it's a good tire. You know that combo of like the yeah. The soft carcass with the extremely gummy. You almost like we're seeing it in my tire. We were kind of looking at folded over and like torn off. Where I guess, your IX09W, yeah, Gekota, yeah. We were discussing like going to a stiffer compound on the lug so they're not quite folding. But I mean, I, I'm missing like three lugs, and I have one, <laughs> and I'm missing three and got one, and you know, tons of traction still. There, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is on the the soft and soft. I'm still yeah. I'm still pretty confident that the super soft carcass with the the medium compound lugs is the yeah. answer for yeah. me, anyways. Yeah, a little bit of wear, wear resistance in there. Yeah, exactly. But what tires are you running right now? So currently, the rear and it's my second one. I ran one on my 200. Is the the IRC V33S Dakota, and it's a fairly soft carcass and a fairly soft lug. Uh, I wouldn't say quite as soft as some of the ultra gummy. But it seems to work really well. It, it lasts fairly well for how soft it is. Looks kind of like a cross-country tire, more or less, right? Yeah, it looks good. Almost yeah. 754-ish, but yeah, nicer, softer, yeah. I think so. A real real tall lug, but a real open pattern. Cleans yeah. out really well. They're yeah. supposed to be work really well in mud. I have a little experience with that, and it, and it did. Yeah. And a little bit of snow mud mix we rode last fall up the dome here in Smithers, and it, <laughs> yeah. it worked really well in that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there was... It was a 50-50 mix of mud and snow. Yeah. Um, but your your front tire, this is one that's a little bit different for than most people. Yeah. So I've tried a, I've tried a few different fronts too, and I've really been liking I'm running the Golden Tire um GT two sixteen AA. Oh yeah, yeah. And which it's that FIM pattern. There's a bunch Michelin, Shinko, a bunch of uh Midas, yeah. Midas have that same pattern. It's that FIM front enduro pattern. Yeah. And it's a pricey tire, but it lasts really well. It grips really well. You're it's, it's quite light too, eh? And it's it's two pounds lighter than the two sixteen fatty Shinko that it's yeah. that's a copy of it. The Shinko is a copy two of that pounds? golden tire. Yeah. That's outrageous. Weight of myself. Yeah, I mean, that almost that's gotta be thirty percent. That almost cancels out the <laughs> moose weight. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it does. So so this is my second one. I ran one all season basically last year on my two hundred. And put 80, 85 hours on it, and not a single side lug uh, tore or cracked. Oh, wow. Um, it was fairly rounded, oh, yeah, right? It's way better than my Midas. Like, yeah, that's a what, fairly good investment, the, even the if it's a bit C19s more C19s is the Midas? The, copy the of C19, that? Yeah. yeah. I believe so, is yeah. something yeah. similar. And mine are like, I think they're all missing all of their side <laughs> lugs. And a bunch of them <laughs> laying out there. Yeah. So, no, I've been happy with that. Um, I tried First, I tried the Shinko 216 Fatty. And I liked it, but I at about the thirty hour mark, a lot of the most of the side lugs were trying to peel yeah, off. Yeah, yeah that's kind of where I'm at yeah, right now. Went, I think you start yeah, to shed side lugs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah. found it a little, a little on the stiff side, which probably the weight too. I mean, having probably a couple more plies in there or something, uh, wherever they're adding that weight. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Nope, that's probably a big part of it. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as other must-have mods, I kind of. Um, I'd just say yeah. decent, decent set of handguards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Handguards. Yeah. Uh, skid plate, um, 
possibly a pipe guard, depending on what you're, what you think. Um, well, see, and this is one I've been debating is the pipe guard. So yeah. I've got that, I had that aluminum pipe guard on my Husky, but I don't know if it's better to bend the entire pipe up and push it into the rads. frame <laughs> and the rads and the engine or to just embrace the dents in the bottom and the side of the pipe. <laughs> yeah. I gave off of my carbon fiber one. Uh, like it, it kept bending the whole thing and now I'm at the, like I pressurized the dents out, but I, I totally, I, I swore by them. They're, I don't know. I don't know. They're, I'm, I'm on the fence. Like I'm pretty undecided. I thought, I thought the pipe guard was the way to go, but now I almost dislike the bending and the misshapen but, pipe worse than the dents. Yeah. You had some fancy rad guards on there though. I saw that. Yeah. So some that's nice another, bullet. I would yeah. think for any technical hard stuff is, is a good set of rad guards. Yeah. Those fancy bulletproofs. They are SRT actually, which are a copy of the bulletproof design yeah. style. Yeah rad guards yeah. and um, awesome side protection and front obviously yeah for sure so, a motor guy who's a trail rider quite a transition between the two pretty flexible rider if a uh, guy's coming off the moto owned a cr250 or something and wants to get an enduro what would you suggest for a bike like as a not a beginner rider but somebody making the switch looking okay look uh, you know i'm getting older i'm in the forties, fifties, I'm getting beat up out there on the track. I need to, I need to slow it down and get off road. What, what would you, what would you suggest for a guy like that? I would. There? And uh, then on the flip side, um, a guy coming off of maybe like a 450 SXF or something. Oh yeah, yeah, even more aggressive. Yeah, I would say for either of those guys, any decent off road two stroke 250, 300. Yeah. Um, there's so many good options out there now from obviously the three KTM brands. Yeah. The, the betas, the Shurkos, like you ride, Alex. Yeah. Or, yes. Um, yeah, so you'd go the full size, like, rather than the the 125, 250, or not 250, 200. What are the other little mini? Yeah, there's the 150s and the 200 betas are kind of the yeah. main ones. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it, you, if you have that experience, go for the, the full full big bike. I think if you're, especially if you're a bigger guy yeah. um, and you've you've been on bigger motorbikes, then I'd go for the 250 or 300. Um, I think the 150s and like my 200, I think they're awesome for, for smaller, lighter guys. Yeah. Um, and if you've been on smaller bikes, the, the 200s, fortunately they stopped building them in yeah, the it's KTMs. Just, and it's that extra little bit that over a 150. A little that, bit more it, bottom it would, it would end, me I think. One. Yeah. It's quite a bit more bottom end than a 150 and, and yeah. they work really well. Yeah, um, it's a shame. I guess you can't keep them all though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Dave can keep them all. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's got three bikes in his garage now. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. But no, and that's the, the other thing, like someone coming from motocross is really, I guess you just talk to people and you kind of pretty much have to ride whatever they're riding at the end of the day. Yeah, But exactly. I know, actually, when I got into dirt bikes, all my friends had four strokes but I was pretty confident I wanted the two-stroke. Yeah, and that's I, how I think we were all headed in that direction, too. We were like, you know what, These are this isn't really the perfect thing. We had seen the light ourselves yeah. and we're in the, the transition phase. Yeah, for sure. And I'm really happy that I opted for the two-stroke at that point. Yeah. Exactly. I don't like, not that we're on that level even close at all, but there's a reason why the hard enduro pros, all they ride is two-strokes for yeah. the real gnarly hard enduro stuff. Like, yeah. you won't see them on a four-stroke. Yeah. So, and But 350... And, and the Off maintenance, road. like exactly, uh, that's my biggest thing. And, and switching was when I was doing like 
spending almost $200 a month changing oil on my 500. And, <laughs> and that's not even including like time as well that you're not riding. Yeah. And that's doing it myself. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not paying anybody to change my oil. Oh man. But yeah. now a yeah, two stroke, you pour a little in and away you go. And yeah, I change your gearbox oil every 20 hours maybe. Yeah. And you're laughing. Yeah. Filters and the fork oil is what I usually neglect. Yeah, it's it's more it's of a project. And actually, I did do my I did my fork seals and my fork oil here oh, recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, Alex talked me into building my own uh, fork sealer, fork seal installer out of uh, two inch P- PVC. Yeah, I guess mine was black ABS is what and it's actually you went called. For the black, but, hey, yeah, yeah, just because yeah. I had it. I had, <laughs> actually yeah. had an old potato gun kicking around that I <laughs> knocked the end off. And a, uh, took about four inches off the end of the, the, the spud ba- gun, the barrel. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, the yeah. spud gun. That was an old uh, ADV rider when I had my uh, my BMW G450X. I was like, oh, I can rebuild forks. Like, there's nothing on this bike <laughs> can't do coming off the DR, which was so simple. And then, yeah, sure enough, I was you know jamming all apart. I'm like, how do I get this back in there? And yeah. then I saw an ADV rider. Someone's like, oh, a PVC pipe, just bucker in half and. Yeah, what I ended up doing is I cut, I took a four inch chunk of two inch black ABS and then I cut like a quarter out of it. Yeah. So, so it still like, wraps around the seal uh, and then it kind of like so it snaps on. So it yeah. snaps on a little you can bit. Squeeze it around. Yeah. Exactly. And then it kind of, it's not going to fall off. And then there's just that much more surface area of the seal that's getting yeah. smashed on. Oh, I'll save you the, the 80 bucks on the. Uh, yeah, exactly. The motion Pro. I was yeah. gonna just go out and buy one, but they're uh, they're a little bit of money actually. Yeah, there you go. Another almost free mod. Almost free mod. I'm full of them. <laughs> actually, okay, okay, I'm gonna give you credit for that one. That was that was all you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, that's I a great idea. I just put my spin on it. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, and our ride today was pretty good. You uh, you learned a whole bunch and took a few pokes at some hills. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, a couple of uh, pretty gnarly little hills with. Five feet of run up. And <laughs> it was a bike length uh, yeah. and a half. Yeah, I mean, you almost roll it back to a two bike lengths. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was only like twenty foot bank. Was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you noticed a big difference going to the three hundred from riding the two hundred as a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I did. So we mm-hmm. rode half of the same trail a couple of weeks ago with another friend, and I was on my two hundred with no e start, and um, and it definitely was the the torque of the three hundred and. It was it was a pretty big difference. Um, it worked really well today. I was I was really yeah. impressed. You had a fan on the two hundred? No, I didn't no. either. Did you run into any problems? They Were, run cooler. Only on the dome, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I did a few times. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it got pretty hot from just that heavy clutching, holding pressure, yeah. and and just not moving. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, like not a lot of air. Basically, not there. moving and trying to hold traction with the clutch, and it, it got quite hot a few times. That I've never I've never had it that hot before. I don't think, but. So I put the fan kit right away on the 300 and uh, was kicking in today some, but worked awesome. Yeah, it seemed flawless today. I don't think there's no technical difficulties. No, not at all. I was definitely having some difficulties at the <laughs> planted in some mud, <laughs> but yeah. we got past it. Yeah, yeah and uh, changing the subject a little bit, tell us a little about how you got uh, involved with the BTB Ride Co. Yeah, so kind of my first ever little sponsorship slash I'm a little bit of an ambassador for... Uh, this cool crew I just kind of found on Instagram and, and, uh, the behind the bars ride co, uh, crew from, uh, Cash Creek, BC. 
and then they have a few in a few kind of team riders in the Kamloops area too and Ashcroft and uh yeah I haven't met any of them yet personally but I plan on getting down to ride with them at some point hopefully in the fall if if work allows COVID problems and yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah and, and you just started uh, tagging them in all your in some riding or what happened there yeah, so they so I just applied. They had a post looking for some some uh, kind of riding ambassadors and uh, to just kind of represent their brand and just a small little local um, clothing company and yeah. it's just, just a couple that started it, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, a couple in Cash Creek, and they, I just thought they seemed cool what they were doing and messaged them and applied for their little ambassadorship and and uh, yeah, and they thought they thought I'd be a good fit. And I uh, liked work. We're looking at some of my stories and posts on, on Instagram and from snow biking and dirt biking. And it kind of started this winter, I believe when I was, and there's snow bikers too and uh, snow biking and then up picking up a newer sled. And, and you actually got, you got quite a bit of content on there. Do you want to, do you want to plug your Instagram? Yeah. yeah uh, I, I post somewhat often and, or once in a while. And yeah, uh, David, David two five zero yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, I think uh, that's, I believe uh, Dave Anderson. Yeah, if anybody wants to check yeah, it out, smash but, that yeah, follow button. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, shout out to the BTB Rideco crew. Um, really cool clothing. Um, so I get a deal on their clothing, and then yeah, so I just try to tag them once in a while, and when you can, you know, riding pictures and little videos, and but getting, getting people hyped up and sharing kind of good motivational content that's moto related. Exactly, is, uh, what they're all about. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just being, just, just being a positive influence for the, the yeah, sport. Like, yeah. Yeah. And just, um, just trying to grow the sport locally and in BC and, yeah. and which is a good thing. We can always use more, more enduro pushing content. Yeah, I guess there's a whole bunch of other stuff too that they, yeah. they like, but exactly. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think in, um, power sports is one of those things where a lot of people just think it's a bunch of young punks that are just not yeah. over 30. Uh, <laughs> yeah, get like, the positive role models out yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, I think there's, yeah, got a pretty bad rap for in the public. Exactly, yeah. And I try to, with our local club in Terrace, the TMXA, the Terrace Motocross Association, which is, oh, we have a big trail network we've been building, and we unload at the track, and, and you can do some laps on the track and go ride single track. And, uh, yeah, I just try to be a positive um, influence and just just try to grow the sport locally and, and help out the kids if they have any questions and just kind of be a, not that I consider myself somebody to look up to, but some of the younger I guys would, to, uh, yeah, I, I, I throw that in there. Yeah. Just Definitely yeah, super just, helpful. Like, Great ambassador for Terrace. Like every time we've ever gone there. Yeah. He's a pretty you know, stand up guy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we come out met with enthusiasm, positivity. Hey, yeah, what are you up to? Like, yeah, going was, for kind of the ride of the day always kind of fits what everyone's looking for. And humbles Alex during the races a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Alex is starting to get starting to get used to the second podium. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we not actually quite the stop top step. We <laughs> actually had a great Bethlehemy and Alex at oh, our yeah. our scramble last fall in Terrace, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a ton of back and forth and. Yeah, yeah, definitely learned a lot. Uh, the sections you were just ahead of me, I was like, oh, okay, oh, right in there, like a lot of little uh, jumpy lines. Where, like you could just the whoops and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're just a little bit. I don't. You definitely knew the trails a lot more intimately than I did. Yeah, I like seem to be playing pinball pretty. Uh, <laughs> as Kyle would, uh, what, Craig, 
and just scrag it together. Full scrag. Full scrag. <laughs> I was full scragging behind you from tree to tree. And yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was a ton of fun. For sure. I definitely had the, the home track advantage being having built a lot of those trails or help build and then yeah. riding them twice a week for. But so smooth through them too. That was like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, consistency <laughs> all the time. Trying to, yeah, trying to Thanks, force it yeah. a little more. That I was have, good. That was I have a little one. bit of a, a aggressive kind of moto style sometimes in, in the trails and I'm trying to smooth out a bit more. Like I'm a bit, a yeah. bit jerky hard on the gas into the corner hard on the brake and hard on the gas out and i'm trying to smooth that out and definitely it's a different style this technical harder enduro stuff here is is totally different but it's a lot of fun yeah though. compared to the flowy single track that you have in terrace for sure yeah i think what, you got 80k or something there now 90 kilometers a single track probably around 80 kilometers between the airport stuff and then our our legal yeah. um our legal stuff out at the track. The and, rec site, yeah, which you I just know. got signs up for. That's pretty slick. Yeah, uh, pretty cool. Yeah. I definitely highly recommend any listeners, if you're a northern BC person and uh, looking to ride somewhere new and, you know, you're getting burnt out on the, the southern, like, Bear Creek type stuff, absolutely, you know, consider Terrace, head up here and uh, and see what they're all about. Like, great little spot there. I think you guys allow camping at the... Or only during events? No, for sure. We, we allow camping right at the in the lot of the track. It's a big, huge area, big open area. Yeah. Kind of the pit or the the area at the motocross yeah, track. Yeah, actual track. And it's you? a big, full-on track, like proper. It's not <laughs> like your it's, backyard. You guys... Yeah, I think it's even considered like a big track. Yeah. It's... No, it is. It's a, almost like a national level type track. Like the... Some of the... Mm, we see a lot of your stories. Like it's well cared for and groomed and yeah, yeah I mean, we, we can almost sell the track here <laughs> like it is really nice yeah it is it's an awesome track as far as and it gets really good when we get a bunch of rain and and we yeah. groom it up and it's a little little dry and dusty right yeah. now but with this yeah. hot weather yeah we're cooking up here but record breaking uh, yeah, yeah definitely recommend the the single track that you guys got going on it's pretty neat like to uh describe it to someone who's never seen it, it you know it's like the loamy there's almost no underbrush it's like moss between kind of cedar trees and like little spruce trees, I guess. Yeah, it is. They're all kind of 20 feet tall hemlocks, (laughs) 20 foot hemlocks with no lower branches. So like you can see through the forest a long way. So yeah, a lot of it. Bed of moss. It's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Great traction. And it is, it's like mossy and then rooty and not too rocky. A few areas, a little bit of, a little bit more rock, but pretty, not so many hills. No, it's fairly flat, which is funny living in the mountains and terrace, but, um, it's it's fairly flat, some some elevation for sure, but nothing crazy. Yeah, I would describe it more as like a, a good flow trail where yeah, if you want to start going faster, you have to get smoother, and they're they're not force trails. Yeah, but. yeah and a lot of different skill levels can ride the same trail. Oh, it's absolutely. just at the the pace that you ride it is what makes the big difference. Yeah, yeah, definitely kid friendly. Exactly, family yeah, friendly for sure, family beginner friendly. And it's exactly, it's how fast can you, how fast you go through them, right? The higher skill level, mm-hmm. the quicker you can get through and the more fun yeah, you can have. Jacob playing pinball in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you never, I've never seen anyone that can leave the bike that often. Yeah. Full, full crash, leave the bike, walk back to it and then catch up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was like, I don't know, 50 meters ahead of me, hit four trees, land on the ground. You okay? Yeah. He's running back to his bike, picks it up, hear him on my tail. Like, holy cow, how did he do that? Yeah, if, he, if, he, <laughs> just if he didn't crash so much, he'd probably be a fairly competitive rider. Uh, yeah. he, I guess he's competitive <laughs> anyway. He's built tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing I would say, uh, 
Bark busters, like the full wraparound handguards, are almost a must in our trails. In Terrace, they're like some are quite tight and it's it's definitely yeah i may or may not have fractured my pinky riding there without full wrap handguards early yz days early yz days (laughs) you might buy yeah you might want handguards i'll be okay (laughs) (laughs) so a lot of the moto guys that that come on if on the odd trail ride and and they're like oh man i i need some i need some bark busters (laughs) and the worst is when you got little branches or something that grab your clutch lever and then you yeah. push past the branch and just a big clutch dump. <laughs> yeah. And you're not expecting it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think, uh, yeah, we want to get into a pump up song. Like, is there a song or anything that you listen to yeah. regularly? So we got a playlist that we're building on Spotify and we just, you know, as we got Jason to add, he had some pretty, some, some aggressive rap there that was his pump up song on the oh. way, you know, and then he went to a race or a run. You're like, yeah, yeah. You know, something that fires you up. What do you, what do you throw on? That's a great question. Um, growing up and being it and in my teens and stuff and snowboarding and doing different stuff, I got into the punk rock scene. Oh yeah. yeah. A bit. So, and I still like a good punk tune. Um, I would Are say we talking like some 41 and I'm, blink 182. I got into some of that, but I'm talking more um, grungy. I'm talking more strung out lag wagon, uh, Pennywise kind of that, oh, era, yeah, yeah. that okay. kind of stuff. And so, I listened to I think a that's lot before of my time, different yeah. stuff, maybe a little. Right. So I'll give you my, my pump up song, even especially last year. And even this year, driving out to the track, to the trails, I'll throw on, uh, a song called Mission Statement by Strung Out. And Strung Out's probably yeah. my favorite punk band ever. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's it's a great get you pumped before yeah, riding yeah, song. I'm familiar with Strung Out from, uh, they were on a couple of Warp Tours, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to see him on Warp Tour actually in 2005, I believe. Calgary, the only Warp Tour I ever got to go to, but it was a great time. And Well, we'll throw that on there. And then uh, the follow-up question for you is a, a social shout-out. So usually end it with... Uh, an Instagram account that comes across your feed, whether it's a, a person or a company that you're like, just continue to enjoy their content. It makes you just like, wow, you know, that's, that's And if you good. got multiples, that's totally fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can throw out a couple. I'm going to, one that but, comes comes to mind right away, and you guys had him as a guest on a podcast, what is uh, Jason Hamburg and Prince George uh, in No Way Famous on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, puts out, in No Way Famous, yeah. In No Way Famous puts out awesome content. And um, he's been, like, since we talked to him, really hitting it hard, like, uh, he was running a lot then, and now it seems he's really like progressing, and, and he's come a long way. Exactly. Another quick one is just a little bit of a plug, but check out um, BTB Ride Co. Yeah, absolutely. On Instagram, yeah, for sure. So at BTB Ride Co. Yeah, yeah, is is a good Perfect. follow. And uh, I follow a lot of Moto dudes and Hard Enduro Enduro pros. Um, one of my favorites lately too is Rich Larson. The IRC tire guy, yeah, or IRC moto, I believe on For Instagram. Sure. Yeah, and I think and uh, in YouTube. our next episode, I think we'll cover him a little bit too. Yeah, awesome, uh, awesome videos. His instructional videos, um, unbelievable rider. Yeah, there used to be that off road fanatic was like the go to videos like five six years ago, and now I, I would say like the Rich Larson stuff is his IRC. He's uh, really good at breaking it down and super informative yeah we're gonna gonna dive into that a little bit deeper on the next episode for sure awesome no that's good and uh yeah i guess uh you can't really take the the moto out of you hey like it's always going to be there just a little bit i think so yeah i I plan on keeping a moto bike a track bike um 
I had a big, a big get off last year in the fall, two days after our race yeah. actually. And, and, uh, broke some, broke some ribs and a little bone in my neck and it was pretty bad concussion. And, <laughs> that's, that's a pretty nice way to say you broke your neck. Yeah. Four <laughs> days in the hospital. Well, it, was just, it was just a little bone in the neck there. It wasn't yeah, a, little, a big deal. A little tweak. So that there's some, can be some big consequences for riding moto, but it's in my blood and I, I think I'll always dabble a bit, but yeah. I'm definitely, uh, I started out as a trail rider and got into the moto and now I, I do both, but more off-road and enduro riding and, but I, I love it all. Just, I love being on two wheels and I love riding dirt bikes and I love dirt bikes. Yeah. I think it's safe to say you're, you're a dirt bike guy. Like it doesn't matter whether it's like track trails, snow, it don't matter. Like you're the you're the motorbike guy. For sure. Yeah, I love it. No, that's awesome. But anyways, want to thank Dave for coming on here after our ride today. Yeah, his continued enthusiasm towards the sport. Absolutely. Thanks for, for sure. having me on, boys. Yeah, well, it was a pleasure. And I'm sure if you ever go to Terrace, he'll be there. Yeah. As a bright shining star in the paddock there. Yeah, yeah check out the uh, the TMXA Facebook if you're uh, you're heading by and. Yeah, throw something on there and let people know. I'm sure it'll be a crowd. Yeah, check yeah. out our Facebook page. Uh, I've like been trying to post a very um, active group Thursday night trail rides, group rides. When I'm not working every other Thursday, I've been trying to post a group ride. And yeah, definitely, you'll chances are you'll see me out there. Yeah, and I plan on coming and riding with you boys and in Smithers Telco here more. I love it here too. And uh, yeah, great. Well, this is officially our second guest in. 13, 14 episodes. I think we're doing good. Yeah. Beauty. All righty. Well, you guys uh, stay safe out there on the motocross track and don't do what Dave did. And we'll <laughs> see you in the next one. Full send. <laughs>